Shalom Lechem Rabbi Sai. I hope that everybody is doing well as we're all working in, on preparing for the big Shabbos coming up. Rosh Hashanah, Tav Shem Pei Dalet, And as we prepare, many of us are thinking about how Tav Shem Pei Gimel went and the things that we would like to see different than Tav Shem Pei Dalet. Some of us have things that are connected to Ruchnius. Some of us have things that are connected to Gashmius. And we're all thinking and organizing our feelings, organizing our thoughts about what we can do in order to be able to make sure that we should all have a Zarad and Latayv. Now we know that Rosh Hashanah is not supposed to be a day that's focusing on asking um, for all that we need. Even though we do, a person could, a person does ask for different bakashas. But the focusing of Rosh Hashanah is meant to be where we declare Hashem as our Melech, declare Hashem as our King, to realize that the Melech and that we have to be able to realize where, you know, where do we direct our objective in life. That our objective in life is meant to be to be Mekadeshem Shemayim. I mean, Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch was the Melech by, by keeping his Torah mitzvahs. But there are people that are thinking, we all think about different things that we'd like to ask Hashem. Now it's interesting, in the in the Nusach of the Tzilas, we add in certain things into our Tzilas on Rosh Hashanah. We start off right in the beginning in the Brach of Avais with the Bakash of Zachreinu L'chaim Melech HaFetz B'chaim L'chasveinu B'sefer Chaim Remember us for life, the king who wants us to live, and we should be written in the, the book of life. In order for us to be there for you, right? That we should have this life. <clears throat> and we ask for life to live. Basically, we're asking for oxygen. Now, when we're asking for oxygen, right? So that could be something which is very basic. In other words, uh, nothing, nothing with any anything to it. The, the fact of just being able to live, that could be that even a person just being hooked up to an oxygen tank, has for sure, not having anything more than that. So we want to be able to doctor up the bakash a little bit afterwards. This is an idea that I saw from a Baruch Rosem Shlita. Right. The next thing that we say is Micha Meicha Averachamim Zayichi Yitzur of the Chaim Berachamim. Here we upped it a little bit. And we're not just asking for life, we're asking for life with, with mercy. We don't ask for much, we keep it very basic. Then we get to the two other statements that we say at the end of davening. Everything seems to change. Then we become much more direct. Right? We say, We're not just asking for life. But we're asking for good life. Right? We're asking for something more than just life, more than just mercy. We're asking, give us a good life. And then afterwards, we get to Sim Shalom. We add on the Sefer Chaim Taivim, Brachat Shalom, which should be put into a book of good life and blessing and peace. Panasa Taivim, we should have Panasa, and good Zeras, Yeshua Sanachamas, we should be saved and, and we should be comforted. We should be remembered, written in front of you in the books of 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 Chaim Taivim 
life, good, and peace. So we start off very basic, and as time goes on, we we start getting more direct, and we start acting, asking for much more, and we asking for special things that we want to be able to have during the year. And then afterwards, we have all the Vinyam that we stress afterwards. So what changed? Why is it in the beginning that we were much more, <clears throat> much more, uh, you know, we weren't as, as, as straightforward. We just asked for basic life or just for the Lord of mercy. And afterwards, we put on more of a bakash. What's the difference? So the Prophet Bloom stress, stresses the idea with the, with the following marshal. He says, when do you have the chance to be able to really be able to ask for something from someone? When, is it, when do you feel that you have the ability? So he gives a marshal and he once saw that there was <clears throat> there was once a there was once a person that came to Chutzlerts, and he needed to be able to find a a uh, place to stay for Shabbos. So he looked up a place and he got found out where his host was, and he comes there, and they open up the door and the first thing that he says to the host is, "Okay, where do I sleep?" So the host says to him, "Okay, no problem. Here's your room. Make yourself comfortable." A little while later, after he settles in, all of a sudden, a sudden he shows up in the kitchen. And he says, uh, can I have a cup of water? He says, sure, no problem. <coughs> After they give him a cup of cold water, he says, you know, uh, is there any cola? Is there any coffee? Now, as time goes on, the family starts to feel very, very uncomfortable with him because they see that, the, you know, that this guest is just, uh, you know, after milking them and taking everything away from them, they become very uneasy with him. Later on in the evening, they go to shul, and they come back from shul with a guest on, on Friday night, another guest, and <clears throat> they walk into the house, so the, um, the you know, that's going to say there for Shabbos, and he goes ahead, and he tells him, you know, uh, you know after he shows him the room, he says, would you like something to drink? And he says, oh, I'd love a cup of coffee, but thank you so much, I really appreciate that you're offering it to me. And then he drinks a cup of coffee and says, wow, this is a coffee. I never had such a thing like this. It's so, so, with such flavor. Thank you so much. So they ask him, would you like another cup? He says, sure, thank you so much. So the other one is watching what's going on. And he sees that when he's asking for everything, that they're very, like, reluctant to give to him. And with this guest over here, they're, they're just, you know, they're giving him and just pouring it on and giving him such, you know, comfort without without him even having to feel uncomfortable about it. So the difference is, is because when a person shows appreciation and he shows thanks, then he has the skills and the ability to be able to ask. But if a person doesn't show show thanks, he might get the things that he has, but he really doesn't have the the skills to be able to ask. Because when a person shows a curse a type, that gives the 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 way for him to be that gives a way for the, him to be able to be able to get what has to be given. <clears throat> when we ask the first two batashes, that's before we say the trilla of Maidah. Before we say the trilla to thank Hashem for everything that we have. Once we said the trilla of Maidah and we thank Hashem, and we tell him thank you Hashem for everything that we have, and you're the you're the source of everything that we have. Everything that we have, 
the, the miracles and the, and the wonders that we have all throughout the day. Uh, thanking Hashem for all the good and that our lives that our lives are, are, are left in your hands which are left in your, in, in your hands and we realize that everything that we have comes from HaKadosh Baruch and thank you so much for everything that we have and everything that we've gotten and we start to think about the things that we have oh now we're ready now at this point there's no problem for us to ask for whatever we need we ask for whatever we need. Whatever we need at this point, we can go ahead and we can speak straight and feel to ask because we've, we've come to that point where we realize that we know how to be like a type to show that a curse a type. You know, he's brought an interesting uh, marshal. He says, a marshal of a person goes up to Shemaim after 120 years. He comes up to the... To the uh, to, you know, to, to, to Shemayim. And he sees all different types of, of uh, rooms and offices and places. So he comes to one place and he, sees, he opens up the door and he sees inside there like a whole bunch of malachim are busy organizing and, you know, and categorizing and putting things into place. Until finally he comes and he asks them, tell me, what is this uh, card over here for? He says, oh, you know what we're busy with over here? Over here, we get all the letters of requests that people have down in the lower world. That they ask us, for, ask Hashem for all the types of things. We're here organizing all the letters to be able to, you know, to, to organize it all according to each person's requests when they're being brought before the Bayerlam. Okay. Then he goes down to the next door. And he, he comes to the next door. He opens it up. He looks inside. And he also sees... A bunch of malachim inside there that are busy, you know, working non-stop. He says, what's this, what's this room for? What's this place for? He said, oh, this place, this is the place where uh, we have the letters of Hashem's answers to everybody's requests. And when, when Hashem gives approval to give something, well, this is the place we have all, you know, dividing everything up. So oh, that's very interesting. And he comes to the third place and he opens the door and he sees... There's maybe one or two malachim standing over there, not having much to do inside there, and there's not much, not, not many letters over there. And he says, "What's this room for?" Well, oh, this is the place where people send letters to say thank you, Hashem, for what they got. Now, sometimes we forget, forget to say thank you. You know, I had a story one time when I was uh, much younger. My Rebbe Veldoch Finkel was very, very helpful. And helping me find the Chavrusa. The Chavrusa left in the middle of the man, and I was left without a Chavrusa. So I, I requested his help, and he, you know, he found me uh, a very, very Chashab Avrech, a girl guy, a tall person, right? Called Tamachacham, very, very Chashab. Somebody in Mir Yeshiva that was probably one of the most Chashab Avrech in Mir Yeshiva. And <clears throat> I lived with him, and it was going very well. After about two, three weeks, you know, I happened to meet the Baruch in the, in, the, in the hallway. And you go, you know, how's everything going? How's it going with this person over here? So I said, yeah, pretty good, very good. He goes, oh, that's nice. And then he gave me Musser, which I remember till this day, that I implemented many other places to make sure that this is not something that I should ever stumble on again. And he says to me in Yiddish, he says to me, so, vain in gather yid is ganz 
To come and cry, everybody knows very well how to come and cry. To come say thank you, that's the Gazmusha. That people forget a little bit. To remember to say thank you for the Yeshua, thank you for the things that we have, that's something sometimes that we don't we don't we don't remember to do. Not because we we just you know we don't realize that. And that kayak of a thank you. We say thank you to Hashem. That's something that gives us the ability to, 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 to be Yeshua. You know, <clears throat> we bring down, we bring down the story over here with um, the mitzvah berachas hamazay. And this is something maybe that we could try to put into our vayda when we're starting the seyus of mitzuva. Something that maybe might be a source for us for yamadim. Bring the story. Baruch brings the story <clears throat> that there was in there was a young man who was Navrich in uh, in Eretz Yisrael that was you know living in Eretz Yisrael and all of a sudden he got a new neighbor that moved the next door a Holocaust survivor and the person was a very fine yid but he didn't really know who he was and all of a sudden the sukkah was right next it was, it was sukkah's time they built the sukkah right next to his, right, right there, next to the skyline of the man. And when he's there, he all of a sudden hears the neighbor benching such, with such intense, it was just so intense. And so, so, he was so careful with the words and pronunciation. And he timed it on his clock that it took him about 15 minutes to bench. So he was like amazed at the devotion that this person had towards Birka Samazan. So he realized, you know, this person probably wanted to you know, you know, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> right? So he wanted to see how this person davens. He goes into shul and he sees that he davens to regular average speed. So he's trying to understand, like, what is it? Why is it that this person gives so much devotion to Berchus Hamazon to, 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 to when, when he's benching? So he decided to ask him. He says, "I'll tell you the truth." He says, "I grew up in Poland, and I went to a cheder in Poland in Warsaw." And one time in Erev Rosh Hashanah, Rameh Shapiro, the one who was Miyaseh, the Daf Yomi, came to speak in the Cheder. And he mentioned before Rosh Hashanah, that right before Rosh Hashanah, and he, he said, you know, people try to take on extra Kabbalah things that they try to work on. So he gave a suggestion that everybody should try to make a Kabbalah to try to do, to say Birchus Amazon with Kabbalah. And why is that? And he quoted the Ber Hetev, Ber Hetev, one of the Mepharshim on the Shulchan Aruch, who says, in the name of the Sefer Achinuch, that a person that benches, that says, Berchus HaMazim HaKavana, Muftach Leishel HaYachsu Muzaynaisa B'Aylam, he has a Haftacha, he has a guarantee that he will never be lacking his Parnassah. And he'll always have it, Berevach, in plenty, if he benches properly with Kavana. And not only that, but he's also muftach leish leyava vecharayin af leishetzef leketzef. He will not have any type of anger, all different forms of anger that can come down in a shemayim. Charayin af leishetzef leketzef. All words are which are representing some type of anger in a shemayim that all end with a face of it, with the end of the end of the face. Now, why is that? Why is Birchus a Muslim something to protect the person from this anger, all these things that end with a face of it? 
משום שכל ברך זמה זה מרוב ברך זמה זה לא פיינד פייסופית. So since there's no Pesafit in there, that, that, that's why it's a schus and a school of a person that will, there will not be any, in Hashemayim, there will not be any anger that will come against him. And this person said that not too much, not a little while later, when I got a little bit older, when the Holocaust came, and he was in the camps, and he said, I never stopped. I always had some way that I was able to get into a place that I was able to have food, They would take me to work in the kitchens. They would take me to, to, I was able to prove myself as a professional cook, and I never stopped. At one time when there was a big scare, I was about to, you know, that looked like that it was going to, it was going to take, you know, be, uh, take away my life. I cried out to Kodesh Prochel. He said, I took on what Rameer Shapiro told me, B'Shem Deber Hetev, to bench B'Rech HaSamazot Kavano all the years. And, and the Ber Hetev tells me that there won't be any Charin Af, Or Shetzef, or Ketzef. Hashbrochel, please save me from this, from this, from this terrible situation. And he saw tremendous, tremendous Nisim coming out from there. Now, why is Birch Muslim so powerful? And we learned last, you know, two weeks ago, and we spoke about the Ritzel Bikurim, right? That we bring the first fruit that we have to show a thank you to Hashbrochel. So then we mentioned then that the whole idea was because, um, Adam Rishon, Who the, who the day that he was created was Rosh, was Rosh Hashanah, he denied good to Hashem by, by complaining about his wife, and therefore we have to go and atone for other Rishon's chet by bringing Bikurim. But because the whole idea of, 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 of being able to be mezak ourselves in Din is we're ready to say thank you. We're ready to say thank you to Hashem. And when a person is ready to say thank you to Hashem, then he's able to come to the source of being able to be mitzal b'din. Now we'll end off quickly with a medrash that I once spoke out about. I once spoke out a little while back. A famous medrash, some of you heard this from me over the years. Medrash in Shir Hashirim. The Pasuk says, right? We are happy and, 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 and joyous in you, Hashem. <coughs> so the medrash brings a story with Hashem Bayechai. There was a couple that was married for many years. And they didn't have any children. And they were very broken about that, but they were, they cared for each other very, very much, but they weren't having children. And they went to Shem Baichai and they asked him, what should we do? They're married for over 10 years and didn't have children. So they were asking, contemplating the idea if they should consider, uh, ending the marriage because they should be able to have children. So Shem Baichai told them, you know what? I think it's a good idea. They should end the marriage and they should look for other options to be able to have children. But I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. <clears throat> the same way how you made your chasana with a whole big band and a whole big simcha and you invited all your friends and dancing and with the caterer and all types of special things, that's where you're going to get divorced because you're doing it l'shem shemayim. So you'll get a band and everything you need in order to be able to do that. So they, l'shem b'chari told them that's what they should do. So of course they were makabel. And they made this chasana, they made this divorce. They invited everyone there. People looked a little bit awkward, but, they, you know, they came, you know, they came to the, this, this party. And when they're at the party, they had, they had, uh, wine. And the, uh, the husband drank a lot of wine and he got a little bit tipsy. And he was about to, you know, fall asleep. And he turns to his wife and he says, Biti, my beloved one, we're parting our ways now. 
You're going to go your way and you're going to go, you know, I'm going to go my way. Before you leave my house, you know, we have so many possessions over here inside the house. I want you to take with you the most precious possession that you have over here in the house. Whatever is precious to you that you value, take it and bring it home to your father. She said, okay. And then he passed out. He fell asleep. She goes over to the servants and she says to them, pick him up and bring him to my father's house. And he wakes up a little while later in her father's house. And he says, what am I doing here? She says, you told me before you fell asleep that we're parting our ways and that I should take with, with me the most precious possession that I have in the house. There's nothing more precious in this house than you. So I took you to my father's house. So they realized that this divorce is not going to work out too well. They went back to Hashem Bayechai. And Hashem Bayechai said, you know what, I'm going to dive into you. You have a child. And sure enough, a year later, there was a baby born to this couple. So everybody asked the question, if Hashem Bayechai Daven, and that was the schus for them to be able to have children, so why did they have to have this whole this whole episode with such an interesting divorce with, with making the whole thing and with hiring a band and, and, and having having the you know, caterer and, and the whole, you know, why was this whole, you know, thing being done? Why do you just have them straight? You just be able to say, hey, you know, <coughs> you know, uh, I'll dive for them and then you'll be supposed to have a child. So explain my Rebbe that Roshim Bayechai on some level detected, even though they cared for each other, but they didn't appreciate each other. And since there was no appreciation, there wasn't enough of appreciation, even though they cared for each other, that was going to block them being able to have the bracha, being able to have a child. So therefore, he gave them the opportunity to be able to realize what's happening so that they developed appreciation for each other. Once they, they, they were able to reach that, they came to a point where they realized what's happening over here and how much they meant to each other, how much they appreciated each other, that gave them the to bracha to be able to that's the schus for us to ask. That's the schus for us to be able to have bracha. That's the schus for us to have siyat mishmaya. So we should all be zaychad. Yeah, to be zaken did. But the first place to start is, <coughs> we know there's so many things that we like different. We know there's so many things that we like to see. But we have to remember the things that we did get, the things that we do have. And when we focus on the, like I mentioned last time, when we have a half a, a cup that's half full, we focus on the part that's full and we appreciate that. We show the thanks for it, that it that helps to fill up the other part of the cup and to make a person be able to get what he needs to get. Everyone should be healthy. Everyone should have the panasa that they need. Everyone should have the with their mishpachu, with their of their children. And whoever needs shiduchim, should be zechat the shiduchim. And all the brachas should come, call me the meitav, and we should be zechat to our real shana taiva umusukah. Everyone should have a good Shabbos and a good yantif. Yechol.